Meeting internet people is strange. Meeting internet folk is, it's surreal. And going to a convention is mildly Dolly-esque. I couldn't come up with a better word than that one there. And I quite like it, actually. Dolly-esque is such an interesting phrase, but that's neither here nor there. So anyway, the backstory bit. I've never been to a con before. It's been a to-do list item for near a decade now, and I finally had the funds and the opportunity to do it. This particular convention is a convention for the card game Magic the Gathering. Uh, no, this isn't a sponsorship type deal. It would be awesome, though, because I've loved this game for about 20 years of my life. But given how long the game's been going, how detailed it's become, and how bonkers opinionated us fans can get, I'm not going to go into much detail about it. There's a ton of other folk who do, well, really amazing content on it. Uh, I'd fully recommend a YouTuber by the name of Spice8Rack or a YouTuber that goes by MTG Goldfish if you're interested in the game or just really interested in really interesting gameplay videos because I am. And, and yeah. But no, as I said, I got into this game when I was 10, which is 20 years back. And like all good things in life... I got hooked on the art of the cards, the flavor text, the world building that came with it, ambient storytelling in the cards itself, and that sweet, sweet rush of opening packs of semi-randomized cards just to get that shiny one. About 2018 to 2019, I was driving, like, a lot. My day would sometimes begin at, like, 2 a.m. when I might attempt to go to a gym and then drive to work before traffic would hit. And it was around this time I actually discovered YouTube. Now, don't get me wrong. I knew it existed. I didn't really follow channels or anything. But it was during all this driving that I began to follow these YouTube celebrities, this weird mixed bag of magic players and the predecessors to BreadTube. Now, fast forward to today, I've been enmeshed in these game channels for, oh, 2018, 2019 going on five years. I follow three or four of them regularly and actively look forward to and enjoy their content. It's it's escapism. They play games with cards that I don't have against people I don't know. And they play it well. And it's so cool to see this. So, I didn't know how I was going to react when the convention, the Richmond Command Fest, hosted by Star City Games, again, not sponsored, announced that this was going to be an event that was seemed to be dripping with streamers of all sorts. Like, magic streamers, like YouTube streamers streaming magic games. Now, we've all had these hypothetical scenarios of, what do you do if you meet a celebrity? Some of us have gone into great detail in these scenarios, what we do, what we'd say, if we'd get a date out of it, stuff like that. But for me, I've never had a clear idea of what to say or what to ask. Your book that you wrote, well, it changed my life. The music that you do, it's inspirational. It got me through COVID. Watching the games that you stream, 
is utter escapist joy. They sound not trite, but more like what claim do I, a person who has never interacted with these people, what claim do I have over them? Why do I give them responsibility for the stuff going over my life? No. I pondered this as I drove to the convention with zero expectations as to what awaited me inside, and then I actually went inside. So picture this. This big old auditorium, bigger than the kind you had in school, filled with tables and chairs. There's a big stage where the convention employees work and organize. It's a hive of activity, blue-shirted folk directing hundreds of us to the queues for the drafts and the games. Blue-shirted folk answering questions calmly and efficiently. Blue-shirted folk giving out passes, giving directions, answering our many, many questions, and giving out our lovely, lovely bags of shiny cards. Now, across from this was the free play area, where dozens upon dozens upon dozens of folk who may or may not know each other sat playing games with each other, talking about the event, searching for pickup games, or just playing, you know, vibing checking out their cards, writing things in notebooks, musicking. Who knows? Between these two sections, and near the middle, sat the Artist Alley, where a row of Magic the Gathering artists from the last 30 years of the game sat signing cards. They also sort these really cool prints of their work. Some of them were even printed and etched in metal, and I actually got one of those because oh, it was gorgeous. And they sat there just talking to the fans. They talked to these people that they've never met before, sold their work to these folk who had connections to these artists. <sighs> connections that the artists, again, didn't know who they were. In the center of this entire structure, the actual center center, were were stalls. There weren't many, maybe a half dozen larger vendors all selling case upon case of their highest end singles. We're talking the foils, the 30-year-old cards, the alternate arts, the super rare foreign prints, each card sitting enticingly, seductively, calling to our wallets like these cardboard sirens. And finally, we had tournament floor. The spotlight of Command Fest wasn't celebrity presentations, it wasn't YouTube streamers, it wasn't bands or talks on the community. The highlight of this release was a huge cross-promotion event involving Dungeons and Dragons. And we were here for it. Hundreds of us were there playing this new set, surrounded by complete strangers. Conversation flooded the auditorium, filling it with laughter and talk. And that was the con. It was tons of folk interacting around a game they loved, surrounded by other folk who loved the game. I've been mulling on this part for a bit now. How exactly do I describe this feeling of playing random strangers in games, the feeling of kinship one can have with a complete and utter, as I said, stranger. How do you describe that rush of going to a fancy hotel lobby, the opulent kind with like the fancy art on the walls and the drapes, 
and see it just overrun with us nerds and t-shirts, cards exploding from every oak-stained end table, every obsidian bar table oozing with the multi-hued sleeves and playmats, how their laughter echoed from these prim chandeliers to the perfectly polished white tile floors. How do you describe the sheer joy of meeting a friend that you've only met once or twice in person, or meeting another friend that you've never met online but have talked to and were quite excited to see? How do you describe any of these things? Words won't, words won't work trying to convey the sheer emotion of three days of this, because that's exactly what it was. It was a thoroughly magnificent time of things. So back to that hypothetical, what would you do if you met someone famous? Personally, I'd see if they wanted to go grab a coffee at a diner and then chat because I'm an inherently curious person and I want to know everything. It doesn't matter if they're famous or not. I, I want to know the ins and outs of their job, how their day is. Because honestly, being an interview is something I've been wanting to do for a while. And it's, yeah. Anyway, so we're on day three of the con now. Day one and two were composed of, as I mentioned before, stream upon stream of games and meeting people and more games and meeting people and eventual sleep. It was highlighted by meeting some of my best friends and some close friends and then eventual sleep again, <laughs> but not much. And that's where day three of the con comes in. All that energy and excitement of day two are have burned down to cinders. A good majority of the streamers are gone. A good majority of the players are gone. There's still energy, but it's tired energy. It's people there who paid for their passes and want their money's worth. So, streamers. You could kind of tell who a streamer was. They generally wore costumes or had gear that was bedecked and bedazzled in their logos and the like. At the free tables, you could see them as a crowd of people pulled around them. Or when they had their rigs recording their games live. You could see who these people were. And now we're on day three. And I sit down for the last event of the tournament. Now, after this, a buddy and I, and I, we were going to go back to that hotel and get in a few games, but this was the last big one. I was beat. I was running on caffeine and four to five hours of sleep, as were the majority of the people who were still there. Now, across from me sits down a dude. He is 
a bit tired looking like all of us are, and a more gangly fellow. I talked to him for a bit, but it's the polite conversation of, hey, did you pull anything cool, or such like that. And he answers, you know, politely, but the polite answer of someone who does want to be left alone, which, you know, it's understandable. The place is loud after all, and the nonstop gaming was getting to you. So I, you know, pay attention to my own cards for a bit and give him a bit of distance until another fellow. This guy is a YouTuber. I'd bumped into him earlier, complimented his outfit, and he told me he was, in fact, a YouTuber. I had no idea who he was, but seemed like a pretty chill dude. So anyway, this YouTuber sits down across from the dude across from me and starts chatting to him like they're old pals. They speak a similar language of similar experience. And it was in that moment I realized that the guy across from me was a streamer and an individual who was probably a minor celebrity in the magic circles. And this was my moment. It was my moment to talk to a minor celebrity about a thing that I love. But more importantly, it was my moment to ask those honest questions that I always wanted to know about what it was like to be a YouTuber and a magic streamer. And so I did. And while this moment doesn't sound terribly significant, as I had no clue who this person was, and the conversation wasn't very long, it was significant because it was an honest conversation. And I quite enjoy having those. Now, I later found out exactly who this gangly dude was, and it annoyed a buddy of mine to no end because apparently this was in feet died in fact, a minor celebrity in the circles. <laughs> and I had no idea who he was. But I'm trying to come to a point, to a message. And that message could be something to the fact of we don't owe each other anything. But it's so interesting to see people put significance on people they've never met, put responsibility on people they've never met, uh, celebritize these people that they've never met. But I don't think that's what it is. There isn't actually one. There's not a real message, aside from the personal realization that I've put off my own idea for an interview podcast show for far too long, because there are few things more interesting than seeing someone talk about the things that they love, or hearing a compelling 10-minute rant about a fantasy world that's in someone's brain, or seeing these artists in the center connecting with their fans about work that they love and are marketing, or nothing as fun as the joy in someone's voice when they explain 
a YouTube job to you. Well, that and the sheer pleasure you get when you annoy one of your best friends. 